Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. Man, let's take our Bibles, turn to 1 Samuel chapter 16, 1 Samuel chapter number 16, and I think that was a great song to introduce our series, Don't Lose Heart, Don't Lose Heart. Uh, don't lose heart. Typically, uh, we'll start in chapter one of a book and then go uh, expositionally, sequentially, if you could turn me up a little bit, uh, expositionally, sequentially, uh, Joe, when you get a chance, um, a little bit, uh, expositionally, sequentially through a book of the Bible, we're airdropping into chapter number 16, uh, airdropping in, uh, but then we're going to do what we always do, go sequentially, expositionally through First uh, Samuel and then through Second uh, Samuel, basically tying to uh, the life of David uh, and that man after God's own heart uh, with that thread of a theme, don't lose a heart. Uh, and so I am glad that you're here this morning. We are a little light with the weather and different things, and so your responsibility is to laugh louder. Uh, you got to make up for people that are gone. Uh, you're going to have to amen louder, uh, and then offering time, you're going to have to give more. But anyway, First uh, Samuel chapter number 16, uh, the, the backdrop. Uh, the backdrop is Israel rebelled against God's plan of having judges. Uh, they saw the other nations, and they wanted to have a king like the other nations to fit in there. And of course, God allowed that. Uh, maybe providentially, uh, take the maybe away, providentially planned that, uh, but Samuel struggled with that. Uh, Samuel, the last judge, the prophet Samuel, uh, and Saul was that first king, that first king. But because of Saul's heart of pride, his heart, uh, his heart, uh, his heart of pride, God was setting him aside. Samuel was hurting. Samuel was mourning, verse number one. And the Lord said unto Samuel, how long wilt thou mourn for Saul? Saul, King Saul, that first king, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel. King Saul, fill thine horn with oil and go. I'll send thee to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. Now it's interesting, and take note, that God never said it's going to be David, David, son of Jesse. God could have said David, the son of Jesse, but but he wanted Samuel to go through this process to learn the lesson that he's teaching us today. Uh, he goes through that process to learn that lesson that God is teaching uh, us uh, today. Uh, look at verse 6. And it came to pass when they were come that he looked on Eliab, the oldest, probably the biggest, and said, surely the Lord's anointed is before me. And by the way, didn't he miss it on King Saul also, where uh, reluctant for that switch, but uh, almost leaning towards Saul, who was shoulders, shoulders above the rest. Uh, this guy would have towered in a crowd. I mean, uh, outwardly impressive. And it seems like uh, Samuel uh, is looking at Eliab that same way. Surely the Lord's anointed. He's the oldest, probably the biggest. But the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. Now, it's not the same as Saul. I rejected him from being king. I, I rejected him. Verse number one. Uh, here, it's more of a, he's not the one. Uh, I've refused him. He's not the one. 
uh, uh, for the Lord seeth not as man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Boy, circle that in your mind. The Lord looketh on the heart. Circle that in your mind. The heart. Circle that in your mind. Highlight that, the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab, the next oldest, probably made him pass before Samuel, uh, and he said, neither hath the Lord chosen this. Then Jesse made Shammah, you have Eliab and Abinadab and Shammah, to pass by, and he said, neither hath the Lord chosen this. Again, Jesse made seven of his sons to pass before Samuel, uh, and Samuel said unto Jesse, the Lord hath not chosen these. Uh, and Samuel then said unto Jesse, are here all thy children are these all the kids you have, the boys you have? And he said, there remaineth yet the youngest, the smallest. In fact, I've even precluded him from being a consideration because he's not Eliab, he's not Abinadab, he's not Shammah, and that outward appearance isn't the same as those. I've precluded him, the youngest, and behold, he keepeth the sheep. I knew he wouldn't be the one, and so uh, we gave him that menial task to keep the, the, the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, send and fetch him, for we will not sit down till he come hither. And he sent and brought him in. Now look at, he was ruddy and with all of a beautiful countenance and goodly to look to. Now, don't misunderstand. This isn't saying he's better outwardly than the rest. Uh, he's bigger outwardly than the rest uh, because we've already seen that the Lord looketh not as man looketh, seeth. Uh, man looks outward of God uh, on the heart. Uh, and so he's not saying that, that David was better looking outwardly as much as these are descriptors of him being young, him being a youth, uh, ruddy, uh, ruddy, uh, of a beautiful countenance, goodly to look to. By the way, that next chapter, isn't King Saul going to say, you're just a youth. You're just a youth. Goliath is a man of war from his youth. And so keep in mind, it's not saying he's bigger, his stature is higher, as much as it's saying he's just a young teenage boy, basically. And the Lord said, arise, anoint him. He's the one, for this is he, 13. Then Samuel took the horn of oil, anointed him in the midst of the brethren, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. Uh, it's interesting to me uh, that, that we've already seen this interface. We finished Ruth in the fall where, where uh, Ruth, Ruth, Ruth gave birth to Obed, and uh, then Jesse from Obed, and then David from Jesse, and uh, we saw how David interfaces into the lineage of Christ. That uh, we saw Christ's family tree, his uh, that first Christmas tree, and how uh, Obed, Jesse, David uh, were inserted there. Uh, even in Matthew chapter one, the genealogy of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, goes something like this: the book of the generations of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham, and then that lineage is listed. It's a preface. Uh, kind of a bookmark, uh, uh, the son of uh, Abraham, the son of uh, uh, David. And, and we get why God would put that header there because of the Abrahamic covenant and because of the Davidic covenant. Uh, what's interesting is God puts David even ahead of Abraham. 
uh, the, uh, 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 Jesus Christ, uh, the son of David, the son of David, and the son of Abraham. And uh, why would he do that? One would say, well, uh, he's going to rule and reign from the throne of David forever and ever. And I get that. But why David? Uh, why David? He had flashes of flaws. He had periods of pride. Uh, he wasn't perfect uh, by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, uh, his record was messy. So then why David? Uh, again, uh, we come back to this beginning of his life, coming onto the scene, and uh, Samuel being uh, 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 ordained or prodded to uh, anoint one of the sons of Jesse. Uh, never told that it was going to be David. Could have been told, but uh, he had to go through that process to learn that lesson that God's going to teach us today uh, in the next couple of weeks. It's not about the height. Uh, it's not about the outward appearance. Uh, it's not about the intellect. Uh, it's not about all of those things. Samuel had to learn that that the Lord seeth not as man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, God looketh on the heart. Boy, it's all about the heart. That key verse, that, that key verse isn't outward strength, it isn't outward appearance, it's not uh, how you look on the outside, it's not that framework on the outside, uh, the heart. It's about the heart. The Lord looketh on the heart. The key to greatness, what's the key to greatness? I, I, I suppose the answer would be dependent upon who you ask. Uh, Hollywood would say, greatness, it's going to be a pretty face and an attractional uh, a personality. Uh, Wall Street would say, financial clout and, uh, and financial prudence. Washington, D.C. would say, political connections, uh, that influence, that political influence that he has. The NBA would say athleticism and quickness. Uh, MLB would say hand-eye coordination. Uh, but by the way, uh, we don't need the answer from Wall Street or Washington or, or Hollywood. What would God say is the key to greatness? The Lord seeth not as man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart, the heart, the heart. The heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. The heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. Uh, we're going to look at David, who was king, who was a shepherd, a poet, who uh, was a general, the psalmist. David, who unified the kingdoms. David, who killed a giant. David, who had incredible victories. But the most important part of David was his heart. Uh, in fact, his list of failures would be just as long uh, as his list of successes. He had a proud moment numbering the military, trusting uh, his armies. He had a weak moment uh, committing adultery with Bathsheba. He had an insecure moment killing Uriah the Hittite. Uh, he had a passive moment uh, when he didn't intervene, when he had family stress and uh, family problem. But his heart, but his heart, but his heart... Uh, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Don't lose heart. I think it's interesting also that the bookends, the bookends of David's life, uh, coming onto the scene, God said, boy, his heart, notice his heart, uh, it's all about his heart. 
And then the summation, the culmination of his life, uh, Acts 13, 22, God said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after mine own heart. Boy, coming on, it's about his heart. Uh, stepping off the scenes, it's about his heart. Uh, that bookend, at the beginning, his heart. Uh, that, that end time, that last uh, sentence was all about his heart. Uh, he could have said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a giant killer. I have found David, the son of Jesse, the king, a warrior, a great leader. David, the son of Jesse, the sweet psalmist. David, the son of Jesse, penning the psalm. David, the son of Jesse, uniting the kingdoms. But God stepped back, highlighted one part about David. He highlighted his heart. It's all about the heart. By the way, I do think it's interesting that when that lawyer of the law came to Christ and said, Master, what's the first and great commandment of the law? And of course, after he gave it, he said, this is the first, the first and great commandment of the law. I think it's interesting that the first part of the first great commandment, the first part of the first is, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. Okay, this is where you have to make up for her. Anyway, so uh, with all thy heart, it's all about the heart. Uh, we're going to see that next chapter when David tells Saul, let no man's heart fail him. Boy, we're going to see the ups and downs of David's life, the stress points and the successes, and we're going to see that the heart, the heart, it's all about the heart. But what I want to do this morning is kind of take a spiritual EKG, <laughs> examine ourselves, uh, take a spiritual heart exam, kind of the biometrics of our, uh, our heart individually. And so four tests, four tests that, that David had on his heart uh, that we can learn from in our life. Put down point number one, if you will, the test of sin. The test of sin, write it down, David had a repentant heart. To the test of sin, to the test of sin, by the way, uh, it's a test that we'll all take for uh, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Uh, and so for the test of sin, he had a repentant heart. Okay, the sin, David and Bathsheba. Bathsheba, the adultery. Uh, and someone would say, well, that wasn't a sin of his heart. That was the sin of his body. Hey, it was the sin of both, of both. For if a man looketh on a woman to lust after her, he hath committed adultery with her in his heart already. And so uh, that bodily sin, that heart sin, he slept with Bathsheba. He wrote uh, 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 not long after that, Psalm 51, um, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. He owned it. He owned it. He didn't excuse it. Uh, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. But he didn't try to justify it or excuse it or blame others for it or uh, accuse her about it. It's my transgressions. It's my iniquity. And cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Uh, oh, he had sin but he also had a repentant heart. Uh, we'll have sin, but we have to have a repentant heart. 
David didn't deny it. He didn't excuse it. He didn't rationalize it. He didn't justify it. Didn't get bitter at God about it. Didn't blame Bathsheba for it. Uh, didn't, didn't try to uh, get around it. David admitted it. He confessed it. And he repented himself uh, of it. Uh, in fact, that same chapter, verse number 10, David says, Create in me a clean heart. A clean heart, it's all about the heart, oh God. And renew a right spirit within me. Well, that first test that we see about David, kind of prepping the series. Uh, that first test is a test that we're all going to go through uh, because we all have sinned. Uh, we all have uh, weak areas and, and, and falterings at, at times. I, I do like how George, George Washington put it when he had that first portrait painted that would uh, hang in the halls of politics. He said, paint me warts and all. Paint me warts and all. And I, I, I kind of feel like that's what God did here with David. He painted him with warts and all. I think it's good because I have a front row seat to my weak areas. I have a front row seat. We have a front row seat to, to our falterings and our, our inadequacies and our iniquities and, and our sins. And if you're not careful, you'll come into the house of God and you'll look around and you'll see people that look like they have it all together. I mean, they just are pristine and perfect, but, but seeing it through your own heart, uh, you realize the inadequacies that you have, but understand there are no perfect people. But God's looking for repentant hearts, for repentant hearts. You know, a lot of people were called a man or a woman of God, but only one person was called a man after God's own heart. Well, think about it. David was a great sinner, but he was a great repenter also. He was a great sinner, but he was a great repenter also. 17 of our, our passage, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. Oh God, thou wilt not despise. Satan tries to take our past and ruin our future with it. Oh, God would never use you. God couldn't ever use you. You remember what you did. Well, you replay that in your mind. You remember what you did. Uh, and he tries to, to cripple our future by reminding us of our past. But God's not looking for perfect people. He's looking for repentant hearts. You know, two-fifths of the Bible was written by murderers. Uh, Moses uh, wrote Genesis to Deuteronomy, the Pentateuch, murdered an Egyptian, killed an Egyptian. Uh, David, uh, the, the, the topic of our text, uh, killed Uriah the Hittite. Uh, and then Paul, Paul... Uh, headed up the stoning of Stephen when they all laid their coats, their cloaks at his feet. Uh, he terrorized Christianity. Uh, and Paul wrote 13, 14 books of the Bible, uh, depending on Hebrews, which way that would go. Uh, but two-fifths of the Bible written by murderers who had a repentant heart. Who had a repentant heart. And so it's time to do that self, uh, that spiritual heart exam, that Spiritual EKG. You saw that graph on the bottom of your outline. If you're at home, uh, I have a graph on the bottom of the outline. There's a 1 and then a, uh, a 5 and then a 10. Okay? Uh, just think about yourself. Not someone else. We examine ourselves. We examine ourselves. Uh, if we judge ourselves, we would not be judged. Uh, when you sin, 
Uh, do you have that attitude of, well, I can do what I want to do. It's my life, and uh, don't stick your nose in my business, and I can do what I want. Boy, circle the, the zero, actually, and uh, a, a one. And uh, uh, you need to work on that. You need to work on that. Or uh, maybe when you sin and the Holy Spirit convicts, maybe you're still a little rebellious, and how can I get it? And, boy, I still want to. I get it, and I still want to. And, and uh, it takes a minute for you to come and confess. It takes a minute for you to come and confess. Hey, circle on your outline. You can hide it if you want so your neighbor doesn't cheat off of you. And, um, uh, but circle that five. We need to do a self-evaluation. Uh, but when you sin, if you run quickly to God, uh, you confess that sin, you repent of that sin, boy, your heart is sensitive and tender to, to the Holy Spirit's drawing, then circle a 10. Is everybody doing this? Boy, don't just sit there and listen. Don't just sit there and uh, and be a spectator. This is a participator part. Boy, examine, examine, take that heart exam. Uh, and so the test of sin, do I have a repentant heart? Number two, for the test of stress, talking about David, uh, David had a reliant heart. Uh, for the test of sin, a repentant heart. For the test of stress, David had a reliant, a reliant heart. Uh, by the way, I'm not sure there's too many people that went through the kind of stress, the kind of stress that David went through. Uh, he had an army against him. Uh, Saul was chasing him. Uh, he constantly was attacked, constantly had to run, hide in caves. Uh, he had incredible family problems. Uh, his baby that was born died uh, shortly after birth. His uh, daughter uh, was raped by uh, one of his, her, her uh, uh, half-brother, uh, his sons, and then uh, uh, a son killed that, murdered that, that other son. And so uh, he just had a mess, a mess of a life. Uh, one of the sons ran him off the throne. Well, I think on the bumper sticker of David's Camelac that he had, his, his Camelac, uh, I think that bumper sticker would say, we're all dysfunctional, get over it. Uh, we're all dysfunctional, get over it. Uh, he had an incredibly dysfunctional stress, 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 that kind of a life. But Psalms points it out, says in 118, I called upon the Lord in distress. In distress. I called upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a large place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can do unto me. When he was running from Saul. Hiding in a cave, Psalm 142, very stressful time. He said, I looked on my right hand and behold, but there was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me. No man cared for my soul. Refuge failed me. Next verse, I cried unto the Lord and said, thou art my refuge. Thou art my refuge. When refuge fails me down here, that stress, he had a reliant heart saying, Lord, you are my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. Uh, when he was fleeing from the town of Gath, uh, he penned the Psalm 56. What time I am afraid, I will trust. I will trust in thee. And so when you're going through stress at work or stress in the community or stress in the family or, or stress, 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 you're getting stress out, do you tremble? Or do you trust? Do you panic? Or do you pray? 
Uh, do you, do you uh, fret and, and, and worry, or do you fall into the loving hands of God and worship who he is? You know, a lot of times God will use seasons of stress to build us and stretch us and mold us and make us. He'll turn the heat up on that refiner's fire because he's trying to make us a vessel for his glory and for his praise. Tom Landry, the coach of the Dallas Cowboys, uh, won two Super Bowl championships as a coach and had 20 consecutive seasons of a winning record. Great coach. Uh, He said this, he said, I make my players go through what they never wanted to go through so that they can become what they always wanted to become. I make my players go through what what they never wanted to go through, practices and two-a-days and drills and weight training. I make my players go through what they never wanted to go through so that they can become what they always wanted to become, Super Bowl champions. And I think the Holy Spirit of God would whisper to our hearts, there's times that God allows us to go through what we would never want to go through so that we can become what he always wanted us to become. Uh, Evaluate it. Look at it. It's time to check it. Uh, We're doing a self-examination, that spiritual EKG, that that heart exam. Okay, That graph on the bottom, you're going to have to circle one of them. Circle one of them. Uh, if uh, when stress comes, there's hard times, there's worrisome uh, seasons, if you're just melting down and stressing out, and, uh, and, and circle that one, circle that one. Uh, if you're uh, more, okay, I want to run to the Lord, but I'm also worrying. Run to the Lord, also worrying. Uh, I give it to God, then I take it back. Uh, a circle of five. We're looking at, uh, 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 yes, we all need this series. It's about the heart. Don't lose heart. Uh, but we're looking at how badly we need this series. Uh, uh, but if when there's stressful times, you don't worry a bit. You simply cast all your cares upon him. Why well, circle that 10? Well, uh, the test of, uh, of sin, he had a repentant heart. The test of uh, stress, he had a reliant heart. Put down number three, quickly. The test of service, the test of service, he had a responding heart. We're kind of giving an overview of David, uh, trying to to set up this, this expositional series through uh, the last half of 1 Samuel, all of 2 Samuel, uh, the, the test of service, he had a responding or a servant's heart. Uh, back at that bookend, Acts chapter 13, when God said, I-, I found David the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, the last phrase, who shall, which shall fulfill all my will? Well, he served God. He served the people. He served God. He served the people. When God prodded, he responded. When God prodded, he responded. Kind of like Nehemiah, who who had that heart, had that heart, had that heart. Uh, And as people caught that heart, uh, the wall was built up to the half of it, for the people had a mind. The people had a heart to work, to get involved and do something for God. Uh, Underneath that put down, he served wholeheartedly. David did. All in. He's all in. Uh, In Psalm 119, with my whole heart have I sought thee. My whole heart, he's all in. Uh, He's he's, uh, wholeheartedly serving God. Uh, Put down number two. He served devotedly. Wholeheartedly, 
he served devotedly. Not only was he all in wholeheartedly, he was all in for all his life devotedly. Uh, Psalm 119, establish thy word unto thy servant who is devoted to thy fear. Uh, and so uh, to that, that, that test of service, that test of service, uh, do you have a responding heart, a responding heart wholeheartedly and devotedly? And he served sacrificially. Sacrificially, he was all in for all his life with all that he had. He was all in for all his life with all that he had. David uh, was building an altar to God. And, and as he was building that altar, the man that owned it, uh, Aruna, uh, offered to give it to him for free and give him the animals for free and give him the rocks and the cattle, that land for free. Uh, and the king said unto Aruna, Nay, but I will surely buy it of thee at a price. Neither will I offer burnt offerings unto the Lord my God of that which cost me nothing. David basically saying, I want skin in the game. Well, I want skin in the game. I want to be involved. I want to be invested. I want to be involved. I want to be invested. What's that have to do with the heart? Where your treasure is, there will your heart. There will your heart be also. Uh, well, is that service? No man can serve two masters. Uh, either he'll hate the one and love to the other, or he'll cleave to the one, despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and money, God and mammon. And so uh, David served wholeheartedly. David served devotedly. David served sacrificially. Don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. Invest your heart. Involve your heart. Uh, okay, uh, let's step back. We're going to take that self-examination again. We uh, already did so with the test of sin, repentant heart, that uh, test of, uh, of uh, a stress, a reliant heart. But now the test of service, do we have a responding wholeheartedly, devotedly, sacrificially? Okay. Uh, if you're not involved or investing into the kingdom of God, circle the one. Uh, if you're not involved or investing uh, into the kingdom of God, circle the one. Uh, if you tip God, not tithe, not tithe, but if you tip God, God has served me well this week, then uh, I'll give him a $20 bill on Sunday. Or, or God has served me well, and then uh, I'll give him a $50 bill. Yes, tipping God, not tithing, not tithing, but tipping. Uh, circle a three or a four or a five, but if you're all in wholeheartedly, devotedly, sacrificially, uh, serving God, responding to the needs, filling the gaps, uh, involved, involved, uh, invested, uh, then circle that 10. We're evaluating how badly do we need this series. We all need it. We all need it. Uh, but I think that that biometric on our spiritual heart shows us why we really need it. We really need it. Number four, write it down. Uh, the test of success. The test of success, David had a returning heart. The test of success, I think this may be the hardest test that you'll go through, the test of success. Uh, you talk about a successful guy, he killed giants. He conquered nations. He unified nations. He reigned as a king. Uh, he had songs written about him, song about him. Uh, he's Mr. Popularity. Uh, he is top, at the top of his career. Success after success after success. And right here, right here, boy, right here can be a test. Boy, do we praise him? Do we praise him? Or do we pat ourselves on the back? 
David refused to take credit for anything that God did. David refused to take credit for anything that God did. The verse, Psalm 115, Not unto us, O Lord. Not unto us, but unto thy name be glory. Not unto us, uh, O Lord. Not unto us, but unto thy name give glory. David knew it wasn't his ability to to, uh, work that slingshot that killed that giant. No, he knew it was God. He knew it wasn't his charismatic personality that uh, caused him to be king. He wasn't looking for it. Samuel came to him. It was God. Uh, David realized it wasn't his talent uh, and his strength that, that landed him on the throne. It was God. Psalm 75, for promotion cometh neither from the east or from the west or from the south. Saul was being demoted. David was being promoted. For promotion cometh neither from the east or west or south. But God, who is the judge, he putteth down one Saul and setteth up another David. By the way, you can see his heart because even after he was anointed, it wasn't until 15 years later that he ascended the throne. He didn't bum rush Saul. Uh, He didn't try to overthrow Saul. Uh, He gave Saul space and, and waited and waited and waited for God's timing to fulfill God's will. The people who grasp for power the most are least qualified to use that power for the glory of God. Evaluate your heart. This is the last one. Uh, One through ten. There's many others we could have, but one through ten. When something great happens, boy, do you praise? Do you acknowledge that it's God? It's only God. God did that. God did that. This is the Lord's doing. It's marvelous in our eyes. Uh, Or uh, is it one of those times of, boy, look what I did. Uh, I did that. Uh, If it's, I did that, give yourself a one. If it's, boy, God had someone to use. God, yeah, he used me, but boy, the talent, God used my ability. My, my, me, my. Uh, Give yourself maybe a one and a half, okay, right in there. But uh, evaluate yourself on that chart. Uh, If you're quick to thank God for everything that he's done, everything that he's given, boy, circle that 10. Evaluate your heart. Uh, Examine yourselves that spiritual heart exam that all of us should take because for David, it was all about his heart. Right up here. You show me a person with good actions but a bad heart, I'll show you a person who's going to be doing bad actions very quickly. Uh, You show me a person that has bad actions but a good heart, a good heart, I'll show you someone whose actions will come in line with the heart that he has. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it, out of it, out of it. Samuel standing before Eliab, with that outward strength, that physical prowess that he had, that, 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 that physical stature, this must be the one. And God said, no, wait a second. You made that mistake with Saul, head and shoulders above the rest. The Lord seeth not as man seeth. Man looketh on the outward appearance. God looketh on the heart. You say, well, pastor, why the big deal today? That was about David. Because even today, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart 
is perfect toward him. Well, if we pried open our hearts this morning and let everyone see what was in our hearts, what would it say about that test of sin? What would it say concerning that test of stress, that test of service, that that test of success? The heart of the matter is absolutely a matter of the heart. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. This is an important series that we're walking into, but I think the beginning of it, the question we need to ask is, do we have Christ in our hearts? Do you have Christ indwelling your heart? Ephesians chapter 3, that Christ may dwell in your hearts, hearts, your heart, by faith. There's never been a time where uh, you realized there's none righteous, no, not one. We've all sinned, come short of the glory of God. All our righteousness is as filthy rags. I can't make it to heaven without Christ, apart from Christ. Uh, my works that I do, the rules that I keep, the, the, the life I try to live doesn't take me one inch closer, one inch closer. And that's why Jesus Christ came all the way down to die on the cross. If you've never had that time where by faith you opened your heart, you trusted Christ, you received him. He came unto his own and his own received him not. But to as many as received him, to them gave he power to be the sons of God. Even to them that believe faith, that trusting what he did, even to them that believe on his name. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.